0: Welcome to the Map Dot Money podcast where we help you understand finance and manage your money so you can get on with living your adventure. You're listening to episode number 47.
1: And today's episode is sponsored by the Mapped Out Money resources page. So if you're ever listening to the show and you're wondering where you can find links to books or favorite podcasts or YouTube channels that we recommend here, you can go to MappedOutMoney.com slash resources. Do keep in mind that all the book links on that page that link out to Amazon are affiliate links. So it's also a way to support this show. Um, When you click through and buy something, we do get a little bit of kickback. So we would appreciate you checking that out if that's something that sounds helpful for you. Map. Forward slash resources.
0: We've talked about our house on the podcast, I feel like, a lot. It's a
1: recurring theme.
0: Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's any secret that at different points we have felt overwhelmed.
1: Yeah. Well, we're coming up on uh, like the six-month mark. And so recently we've especially found ourselves being overwhelmed by the the ridiculousness of the projects, right?
0: Like, we basically just now finished, kind of almost finished. And we're going to call it finished, the outside painting. The outside painting. It's almost yeah. done.
1: We started the outside painting within a couple of weeks of buying the house, so it was still November when we started painting the outside and but to be fair,
0: there was like landscaping mixed in there. There's sure. a lot of
1: we've ended up. It's not like this is the only project we've done. We ended up having to do a bunch of other stuff. But it's we, been
0: stretched out longer than it's, we. It's definitely it taken longer. Sure.
1: We. I mean, we thought your parents came down at one point. Was it December or January when they came down? And they came down, and we were like, "They're here for two weeks. We're going to yeah, knock we'll this whole thing out. Done. We'll finish painting. No big deal." Um, and it was like, no, nope. not even close. Not yeah. even close. So, you know, we just found ourselves asking, like, okay, knowing what we know now.
0: Which is everything takes way longer. Which we really already knew that. I mean, we learned that with the Airstream. And then also COVID and building supplies and prices going up and things being crazy. Yeah. Um, Would we do the same thing? Would we
1: do it again? Yeah. And and the reason we were even asking this is because of that, right? It's this has been really stressful. It's, um, you know, been very overwhelming to even know where to start. I think a lot of the time, we just look at each other like okay what even makes sense to be focused on right now yeah you know what what project makes sense and then like you said construction materials have just gotten absolutely through the roof in terms of their price and So, you know, we've been halted on certain aspects of projects just from a money standpoint Yeah. of like, hey, this is going to just cost a lot more than we originally thought because the construction prices are so crazy right now. And, yeah, you know, there's basically more time, more money, more stress than we had originally anticipated. We Mm -hmm. knew it was going to be a lot, but it's been even more. Yeah, and so trying to balance
0: that with doing like business stuff and also like getting to see family the way that we want to see family, like it's just hard to do everything.
1: So, really, the the question that we kept coming back to was, you know, would, would we have been better off if we had chosen a different house, right? If we have done something differently, uh, taken our money, gotten uh, maybe a little bit different location, but a better house that didn't need quite as much fixing up, you know, something like that. So, after thinking about it, the answer really was no. And
0: Well, and this really was one of those, like, curious question like, kind of conversations yes. that we had while we were, like, up on the scaffolding painting. Like, hey— if if you like could have seen into the future and like known everything, would you like want to do this again?
1: Exactly. And, and and we answered that with like no, honestly, it's it's been worth it and we're really happy with it.
0: That was confusing how you said that. The answer was no, you wouldn't do it again.
1: Sorry, sorry. Uh the the answer was no. I I don't wish we would have done something different.
0: Wow. That was like That was a lot of words.
1: <laughs> the point Let's try is we're happy with the house. We don't regret the purchase. And That's not a very interesting podcast episode. Yay, we're done. Uh, We (laughs) asked the question, do we regret this? Should we have done something different? The answer is no, we don't regret it. We're happy with it. No, That's not a very helpful episode. So then what we started talking about was, okay, but this question comes up a lot when you ask yourself... When you make a big like life change, right? Whether you it's having a kid or changing jobs, changing jobs, starting a business, moving,
0: and I mean down to little stuff like the lamp that you just bought totally. or whatever. Totally, yeah.
1: We ask, we we have these regret, the the sort of buyer's remorse, right? And if you
0: look up like buyer's remorse stats around house buying, it's ridiculous.
1: It's really high. Yeah, it's really high. And so then what we wanted to talk about on today's show is
0: why do we do this to ourselves?
1: Yeah. Why do we do this to ourselves? And, and is there a framework for helping you talk through this question in, in an actually productive way other than just saying, like, oh, man, I wish I would have done something different? Yeah.
0: We never should have bought this house. Because, I mean, I, I feel like that's a very human thing to do. Totally. Like kind of get in the muck of it and be like, shouldn't have done this. I should have done X, Y, or Z thing. It would have been so much better. And, yeah, it's just like a spiral of negative things that come out of that so this is where you get very uh practical and analytical which is helpful
1: yeah so after talking all this through we we came up with sort of two uh exercises if you will two steps maybe for when you're asking yourself this question so if you if you've made a big decision and you find yourself saying oh gosh i don't know if i'm happy with this should i've done something different there's sort of two follow-up things that we would encourage you to do the first is define uh, how you would have been better off, right? Because you'll catch yourself saying, oh, would I be better off if I would have done this? Mm -hmm. Would I be better off if we'd have bought that house or moved to this city or, you know, listen to that friend who told us not to do this thing? First, you got to define what better off even means because most of the time we say better off and we we haven't really even defined it. This is that whole, this is where you start thinking the grass is going to be greener and this is, I know it sounds kind of dumb, but what does green even mean to you? Because you might want a totally different type of grass than what somebody else wants. And you need to take a second and define what does better off even mean.
0: That's what you've asked me for. You were like, what do you mean? You mean like, do I think that we could have grown the business faster if we weren't like working on the house the way yeah. we are? Yeah, I think we could have grown the business faster. Like, is that what, is that what your main goal is? I don't know. You just do a really good job of, of framing those questions.
1: Yeah, well, it's, it is important because there the answer could be that you would be better off maybe if you had done something else but you have to define what that even means and so for us it was like okay does this mean we'd be happier right now because we would have been a different house to your point would we have grown the business faster because it wouldn't have required as much time working on the house we could have been more focused and actually get these podcast episodes out more regularly you know would we be less stressed would it lead to longer term happiness would it mean i don't know less money spent like what is what is better, better mean? yeah mean you have to start there and and after thinking this through there's sort of a i guess a one b part of this exercise which is this should start reminding you of all the positive reasons that you made this decision in the first place
0: well and i think the other thing that you do a lot that's helpful is kind of taking things to the extreme so even with the like growing the business faster example and it's like okay if our number one goal was just to grow the business as quickly as possible there's so many ways okay don't visit family uh don't buy the house don't travel in the airstream just sit still in one spot and like try to work like robots all day every day i mean you know so if that's really your number one goal there's lots of ways that we can get focused in on that goal and so then it does help you step back and go okay I'm not really that's really not what I'm working towards. I'm working towards this more balanced kind of idea mm-hmm. and and so it helps you to define better off slash what you're what you're actually wanting to work towards right. for your life
1: Well, and for us, having a house look a certain way and feel a certain way was not actually our top three or four things, right. Our top three or four immediately. things. Immediately. Yeah, in the short right. term. Long, long term, we want to obviously have a house that we really love the look of. But in the short term, you know, the, the reason we bought this particular house was because we love the neighborhood, we love the walkability, we love all the stuff we've talked about so much on the show. And,
0: and we and, love the potential of things that we can yes, do within the, the space the that the we the bones
1: have. of the house, if you will. Mm-hmm. And when we remember those things, okay, let's define better off. Well, what is it about this house? Why do we buy this again? Oh, yeah, here's all the reasons we bought. Are those things still true? yeah, all those things are still true. We love exactly the stuff that we bought this house for. And it reminds us of that and sort of helps make the stressfulness and the overwhelmness in the moment feel. Puts it in perspective. Yeah. Not as, not as bad.
0: Because I mean, let's get real. We, I mean, we sound like divas totally. talking about that. Like, oh, Working on our house is so stressful It's so stressful Yeah
1: Our life is so hard
0: So to put things in perspective And look at it and go like Okay this house doesn't look exactly how we want it to It's probably going to take us a little bit longer to work on it But at the end of the day We have a house that's in pretty decent condition That's not leaking And not falling apart And not whatever And uh, it serves 80% of our purposes We just want totally. it to look a little better in a few years Totally so is that really that bad?
1: No, it's still accomplishing all the goals that we set out to accomplish when we bought this house. So that that really kind of is the first exercise. If you're going to question this big decision that you made, you have to define what better off even means and ask yourself, okay, is this decision achieving the stuff that I said I really want? And oftentimes you'll be reminded of the fact that actually, yes, it is. That doesn't always mean it's going to be easy but it still does serve you know, all the reasons that you made it in the first place.
0: Yeah, do your best not to go down like the woe is me rabbit hole of, of the generic I would have been so much better off if I had just done yes. XYZ thing because that's very vague, which means there's really not much truth in it because it's so vague. Like get clear with yourself and think through things.
1: And oftentimes... Especially when it comes to making big decisions that impact your finances, you will take what appears to be short-term setbacks in order to have a long-term gain ahead. This happens all the time with a career change, right? When you and I made career changes, which we've questioned and, you know, struggled with over the years of, did, you know, was that the right decision? It meant oftentimes an immediate cut in take-home pay for six months, 12 months two years, three years sometimes. But the reason we did it was for the perspective of the long term. It provided a different lifestyle, right? Uh, It provided um, a different work schedule so that we had more control. Or it just provided a different type of work that we enjoyed more. And it did mean an immediate financial cut, which in the short term feels hard and is going to make you go, man, should I have stuck with the higher paying job that I didn't like as much? That's when you have to remember why you did this and really define that better off and define what it is you're truly going after and sort of come back to that piece of it. And this is going to apply in a lot of these areas. Okay, so with that in mind, let's go on to the next sort of question or exercise. And remember, the, the main question we're trying to answer here is, would we be better off if we had chosen something differently? The second one is to recognize this probably isn't that helpful of a question. Right, So just ask yourself, actually, is this the right question to be asking? And we're going to argue that it's not. It's not actually even helpful because while we can learn from past decisions and we can learn from past mistakes, when you phrase it this way, would I have been better off had I done something else? It leads you to start sort of regretting and fantasizing about other alternatives that are literally no longer possible because you did not make that decision. And so it's simply not practical to fantasize about what would have or could have been because uh sorry it's not you didn't make that decision and so from a practical standpoint it doesn't make a lot of sense to dwell on it
0: yeah my brother did this they got a carvana car decided they didn't like it then bought a new one did a different one yeah so the original carvana one was like a used car so then they got a new car of the same type, just new. And then he was like, oh, we shouldn't have gotten this new one. We should have just kept that Carvana, whatever. And it's like, well, you didn't. So just enjoy that new one that you have. Enjoy the
1: new one or figure it out. Yep. This reminds me, I think I've told this story in the podcast before, but it reminds me of the sort of Gary Vaynerchuk story about how he had access to uh, investing in Uber during the seed round because he was friends with the guy who founded it. And uh, he passed. He didn't believe in it, didn't make sense to him. He was like, I, I don't think this is going to go anywhere. So he passed. He had another uh, option to invest in the A round, which is just the second round of investing if you're not familiar with you know, venture capital and, and the way the investments work. But it's just sort of the, the next round, which would have meant uh, a higher valuation. So he wouldn't have made as much money as he if he had invested earlier, but it's still early. And he passed again. And was like, no, I still don't, like, this doesn't make sense to me. I, I still just don't see the future in this company. Eventually, he did invest later on in one of the later rounds. But he talks about how if he would have invested his usual investment, which at the time, he was investing about $25,000 into different companies. And Uber would have been one of them if he would have done that seed investment. And that twenty five grand would have turned into about $300 million Ooh, if buddy. he would have a... He would, would have invested. So uh, by any any possible metric, everyone would say, well, that's that's a bad decision, right? He should regret that. He should absolutely regret making, you know, missing that opportunity. And he tells a story and sort of puts a different spin on it and says, well, the problem is regretting that and dwelling on it and fantasizing about it is useless because we never know how the future is going to turn out. And if you read any kind of science fiction about time travel, you know that, you know, they play with this kind of storyline all the time of like, if you go back into the past and change one thing, you don't know how that's going to impact the future. And so Gary will always say something like, you know, if I would have invested then, I could have become really famous off of that investment. And then maybe I would have gotten invited to some conference in some, you know, country in Europe or wherever to talk about my investment strategy. And then maybe I would have been there and I would have walked out uh, in front of traffic and gotten hit by a bus and died while I was at that conference. And it's like kind of an insane, extreme example. But technically, like, It maybe could have happened. And he's like, the point is, you just don't know. So, you know, he's learned from that, uh, you know, investment about people's behavior and, you know, why Uber ended up taking off and what maybe he missed about the fundamentals and made him a better investor down the road, yada, yada, yada. But he's not regretting that decision because at the end of the day, the decisions that he's made up until this point in his life have gotten him here. And he has no clue how making different decisions could have impacted him positively or negatively. And that's the same with you and I. If we had said, you know what, we do kind of regret this house. Okay, well, it's not helpful to sit here and complain about the purchase that we made. If we go through that first exercise and define what better means, and we legitimately think, you know what, I think, I think we should consider maybe doing something different, getting out of this house. Well, that's actually a practical conversation of, is this house serving the purposes that we thought it would? If the answer was No then now we can have a practical conversation of, okay, well, should we fix it up just enough and then sell it? Yeah, You know, should we change? That's a much better, more practical conversation. Than, How do we
0: make the decision that we already made the right decision? Exactly. Yeah. I think maybe one one last thing that I'll throw in here is is if you find yourself in a situation where you do keep kind of beating yourself up about whatever decision you've made and wishing you had made another one and whatever, just doing that like five whys kind of exercise, like, why am I feeling this way? Okay, why? Okay, why? And just keep asking and like, go, you know, layers and layers deeper. Yeah, because I mean, it really is I know for us every time that we kind of start thinking like, Oh, my gosh, should we have done this? It's it's like, we've got a lot of other things going on in like our personal life for the most part. And we just start feeling really overwhelmed in general. And it's just a temporary thing. And it's just one of those things where it's like, okay, we just need to stop being so hard on ourselves and just go, okay, it's going to take us a little longer than we thought to do some things around the house. That's not a big deal. It's fine. And let's not make it where it's a miserable process for
1: us. And that is what I think most people never do, right? Because most people, it stops at feeling bad about the decision that they made and then complaining to either themselves or to their friends or the people around them. And it never goes past that. Mm-hmm. Right. And if you find yourself in that situation or you hear yourself doing that, it's helpful to ask yourself, okay, why? What? Why am I actually upset about this? Why is this causing me stress? Why am I overwhelmed by this decision that I made? Go down that and then go through the process of what we've basically just laid out of asking, okay, well, if I'm not happy with it, what does better look like? And if I'm not happy with it, recognizing it's not helpful to just sit here and go like, hmm, I would have been better off.
0: Yeah. Figure out how you can change it. Figure out how
1: you can change it. Find some practicality.
0: I'll give, I mean, like a personal example for me is one of the reasons that I have stressed over the house comes down to worrying about what other people are going to think about it taking so long for us to do things on the house, which then comes down like, okay, why am I worried about that? And you know, it comes down to me having like an unhealthy, uh, striving to please other people basically and caring too much about what other people think yeah, and and realizing like so what if somebody thinks badly about us because it's taking us a little longer to fix up our house I don't really want anything to do with them anyways it yeah. doesn't matter yeah. um yeah you got anything else you want to add in there
1: I don't think so I think we're ready to move on to uh stuff we like
0: a few months ago We went and joined the library, which we have not, well, I haven't been a member of like a public library in a long time because we had like our college library and then we moved into the Airstream. Yeah.
1: I don't know that I've been a member since I was a kid.
0: So I haven't, I, this is my first like modern library experience. (laughs) So a lot of people probably already know they, they now have like a library app. And you can actually get on there and, like, get ebooks and audiobooks books and uh, all the stuff that's, you know,
1: yeah, not just in the physical didn't know, library. I, again, maybe it's dumb. But I didn't know until a friend recently mentioned that he was waiting for a book on audio from his library. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah. And then I was telling you about it. And we – anyways, so – Well, and
0: I figured you could I, – well, I knew you could get books on tape or whatever. Totally, totally. But, but I didn't CDs know that you could stuff. legit do it through an app on your phone. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I've been loving that. Yeah, because whenever I'm working on something with the house, I always just have an audio book going. So I've loved it. And also like when I'm getting ready in the morning, I've really enjoyed listening to him. It just makes me feel like I've done something a little bit more productive because I've like listened to a book. Yeah.
1: Yeah, there was a couple of weeks there where I was waking up every morning to Hannah listening to Anne of Green Gables.
0: <laughs> that's been on my list for like ever. I'm like, that's a classic. I need to read Anne of Green good. Gables. It was, it was good. good. I know Nick enjoyed it too. I did. Yeah. I am not, I don't have like an audio subscription yet. I think I will have one eventually. Um, but you know, all of those, as far as I know, they come with like one book with a yeah. subscription and then you still have to pay for additional it, books, price adds up. Yeah, and if you're um if you're working on a lot of stuff like with your you hands and books. you have time to listen, you can you can go through some books. Um, so it's it's nice to be able to supplement with the the library stuff because there normally is a long waiting list for most books that you'd want to listen to. But I can see it being a really nice supplement to like Audible or uh, Libro or something well, like that. Well, and
1: you you've got such a long list of books you want. To read or listen to, anyways. Yeah. So waiting a while, it's not that big a deal. You know. Yeah. For well, you. it
0: worked out good because I, you can put like a ton of them on hold. Yeah. I think like maybe even up to thirty or something like that. So I went through and just put everyone that I could think of on hold, and then every few weeks they've been rolling in like, oh, you're the next one on the wait list. So it worked out good.
1: Well, cool. Um, quick reminder before we go today that we are reading the Psychology of Money by Morgan Household. And we're, gonna, we're trying out this new book club thing. So we're going to plan to do sort of a virtual book club meetup on June 28th at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Or I guess that's actually Central Daylight Savings Time this time of year. So for all you people who don't observe daylight savings, that's CDT. But anyways, 7 p.m., June 28th, we're reading the book Psychology of Money. And we're going to talk about it. So hopefully you've started reading it. If you haven't yet, you've got a month, so you got plenty of time. We're really excited to talk about it. Just go to mappedoutmoney.com forward slash book club and you can make sure you're on the email list and we'll send out um, the you know link to join the chat and all that kind of stuff. So check that out. And that's really it for today, I think. Do you want to do a little wrap-up Oh us? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, as a reminder, if you're if you're questioning some big decision that you've made and whether or not you made the right decision and sort of thinking about what would have or could have been, try to pause and recognize that uh, you need to actually define what better means, what what would have been. Is that necessarily better? What does better even look like? And then second, recognize that that's probably the wrong question to be asking anyways. The, the right question is always going back to what do I care about? What am I trying to achieve? What do I want my life to look like? And then what's the right decision now? Moving forward, regardless of what decisions I've made in the past, how can I make the right decision today? to, you know, move me closer to where I'm trying to go. As always, thank you so much for listening to the show. We really appreciate it and we'll see you next week.